Hello, and welcome to Adaptations Awry. I'm Tessa. And I'm Elliot. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> it's okay. This is only the second one. We're good. What did we look at this week, Elliot? Uh, this week, we looked at the book and film version of The Boxcar Children. And not your typical Boxcar Children, the first Boxcar Children. That's right. There, And I'm sure you're going to get to it, but there are technically two origin stories of them. Yes. Well, there was the one, and that's we read the original one, and then you, she re-updated it, like yeah, twenty years later, forty-two. Yeah, the original came out in nineteen twenty-four. Okay, and nineteen. Yeah, I think that's right. Yep, nineteen twenty-four, nineteen forty-two. So it's back. It's like flipped. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and we read the nineteen twenty-four version. We did, and we'll <laughs> talk about the distinctions between the two, which are not many, as far as I can tell. Yeah. So, um, so before we really kind of get started, tell me about the history of the Boxcar Children to you. What's your history with these books? I read the ones that were reissued. I think they had been reissued and rebranded in the 1990s. And those were the ones I read. I never read the first one. I had never read the first one. I don't think I ever had actually read the Boxcar Children. Yeah. I just think I have. Yeah. I... I remember it must have been third grade. Mm-hmm. We did a big thing on maybe it was fourth grade. I don't remember. Anyway, it was one of the, one of those like younger grades. It was before middle school for me. And middle school was fifth grade. Yeah. Um, and then we moved here in fourth grade. So maybe it was fourth grade. Anyway, we did a mysteries unit mm-hmm. where we each had to read a mystery story. And I read a Hardy Boys mystery. Oh, okay. But I remember a lot of Nancy Drew's, a lot mm-hmm. of Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys team-ups, and a lot of Boxcar Children books. Oh, okay. Those were like the three, four, like, kids' mystery books. Yeah, those that were perfect really for big. that age, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like I know a lot about the Boxcar Children, at least their mysteries, without having read them. Yeah. Because it was a prevalent thing growing up. It was very prevalent. And those book covers were very like the boxcar, like the red boxcar. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on the t- on the covers on all the books. Yeah. So so give us some facts about the book or movie okay. before we start talking about it. The Boxcar Children is 17 chapters long. At 17,087 words, it should take about an hour and 32 minutes reading at 250 words per minute. Took okay. me a little bit longer. I think it mean a little less. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a slower again. I'm a slow reader, so. I, I read it in two sittings. Yeah. I got to 43% on the first reading <laughs> and then I finished the others on the second. Yeah. Um it was originally published in 1924 and reissued in a shorter revised form in 1942. And I can't imagine it being that much shorter, I, but What did they cut the pool? <laughs> your obsession with the pool is hilarious to me we'll get to it we'll get to it obviously but <laughs> today the series includes well over 150 titles they're still making them yeah they had like five come out last year that's four insane. came out this year already or something like that that's insane i wonder if they're updated for like, they are they're they modern are. they're modern okay a 2007 online poll the national education association Named the original book one of its teacher's top 100 books of for children. That's a lie. That is a lie. There's no way. I'm a teacher, and I do not endorse this book. <laughs> I do not approve this message. Okay. In 2012, the original novel was ranked among the all-time top 100 children's novels. Also, no way. Lies. 
the film, a computer animated feature, was released in 2014. Which also, it looks like it was released in 1987. Yes. It's like maybe one step above bit like animation. Oh, like 8 bit animation? 8 bit animation. Oh, yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the film runs one hour and 17 minutes. So you could technically watch it quicker than you could read it. It stars Joey King as Jesse. It stars Martin Sheen as J.H. Cordis, the grandfather, and J.K. Simmons as Dr. Moore. So uh, let's talk about, about it. And I'm going to kind of intertwine the book and the movie this time where I'll go, oh, but in the book, this is what happens. Or I'll say, oh, but in the movie, this is what happens. Or Because the book and the show and the original and the reissue kind of like melt. Our story follows four siblings, Henry, 14, Jesse, Jess, 12, Violet, 10, and Benny, 5. Or in the 1942 version, he's six. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. He's still an asshole. <laughs> so our story follows the four siblings, Henry, Jesse, Violet, Benny, Boxcar. That's not their actual last name. I just decided you to just give it to him. Boxcar. Yeah, it's actually Al- Alden or Cordis, depending on which, again, which version you're listening yeah. to or reading or watching. They, along with their father, name not given, have just moved into a new home in a new town. Like, literally the first day of moving in. They had moved in. Yes. In the movie opening, however, we see the origins of the boxcar. From manufacturing, to assembly, to being put onto a cart, to a... Lightning strike. Striking the cart, and it being shockingly moved to the middle of nowhere it's it's so weird yeah it's separated and then goes down this unused track yeah into the middle of the woods where apparently in the book they explain it yeah where the boxcar probably came from yeah in the movie they're just like oh here's a boxcar yeah it's so weird they're like it's like the fifth like sibling (laughs) and it wasn't transporting anything right and it wasn't yeah so weird and it got struck by lightning and that's how it got disconnected. So that evening, the first evening, Jess goes to the baker to buy some bread. Now, here's a quote from the book. Quote, there are four children, said the bake shop woman to her husband the next day, and their mother is dead. They must have some money for the girl paid with, for the bread with a dollar bill. Make them pay for everything they get, growled the baker, who was a hard man. Their father is nearly dead with drink now, and soon they will be only beggars. This happened sooner than he thought. The next day, the oldest boy and girl came to ask the baker shop woman to come over. Their father was dead. <laughs> Literally the next day. He did. Then, yes. But let's talk about how they left a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old with a dead body. <laughs> Violet seems much older than 10. She seems much more mature for a 10-year-old. Yes. Benny's the only one that seems like an idiot. <laughs> Hey, Benny. Oh, we all do. So then on page two, the children are orphaned by their drunk father dying. Yes. Unsure what to do, they head to the baker in his wife's house. She stays the night with them, deciding that they should go live with their grandfather, who they do not know, only just seeing him in passing once, and he is apparently a mean, evil man who hates them. Yes. Little fuzzy on who he's related to. Yeah, the, the movie makes it sound like it's... The dad. Yes. Dad's dad. Yes. Not mom's dad. But yes. 
And the only reason why we know that because in the movie there's a picture of the dad who's when, young when he's, when he's Henry's young. age. Yeah, and so I that we we have made that assumption. Yes. Although when you hear about J.H. Corden's, the dude's a creeper. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Afraid for being forced to to go live with their grandfather that night while the baker's wife is asleep, the children gather all the supplies they will ever need inside Violet's bag and run away. What are the supplies, babe? I don't know. I don't re- I everything. remember. Everything. I remember. Bitch has everything in her bag. Yeah. So it's Violet's work bag, but all of all they didn't say what was in it when they first started packing it, but what they put in it were two matches, a knife, and two loaves of bread. No water. But they also have other stuff constantly come out of it. Yeah, but it's from Violet. Violet has a ton of shit in her work bag. Yeah. After walking the first night, they find a giant pile of hay and sleep in it until late afternoon. On the second night of walking, they sleep in the woods. Yes. In the film, yes. Baker finds the children on the second night, and a chase between the Baker and his wife in a car versus the children on foot ensues. Children win. Children win. Yeah. Children always win. By mid-morning of the second day, it begins to look like rain, and Jess, who wakes up first for actual, looks for actual shelter, finding an old train freight cart. The children make it, make it to the cart just in time. Just in time. As they shut like the door, they're like, oh, "You gotta hear the roaring thunder." It's so bad. It's so, it's bad. so bad. But don't worry, it was completely dry inside. Yes, there were no. Although in the movie, there were cracks in the. In the car. Oh, yeah. But in the book, it was perfectly dry. Jess is instantly in love with the old cart and says, quote, we must live here, Henry. Immediately, I now have flowers in the attic feelings. Oh, my God. Jess and Henry want to only do one thing. Yes. And it is bone. Yes. They are so into each other. They are so into each other. Raising their two children. Yes. In a boxcar in the woods. <laughs> yes. By That's a brook. exactly what it is. Yes. And in the movie, they never put Henry and Jess together. Like, they're never... Fiz- There's always a kid in between them. Yes. Always. Yes. Because they do not want you to get those vibes. But the everything that they say and do... And act, ...gives you those vibes. Like, they're fucking... Yes, most definitely. It is not in the ver- version. Maybe it's in the reissued. Maybe. We I'm going to rewrite this book. I'll read my fan fiction. There's little debate... And Henry goes to the nearby town to buy some milk, leaving Jess, Violet, and Benny. He returns to find the kids have found a stray dog and picked blueberries. So this dog. Watch. Watch. Arguably the best character. No, Irish Mary is clearly okay, the yeah, best Irish character. Okay, yeah, Irish Mary. That's her name, and the book is called Irish Mary. Irish Mary. They only call her Mary in the movie for some reason. I can't her remember Her name why. is Mary Bridget Flynn. Yeah. The most Irish name that you could... Anyway, um, yes. And Benny, who's a hobbit size. Hobbit size and looks like a, I think he looks like a gnome because he's little but long arms. He's got, he is. He's little but long arms. That's exactly what it, it looks like. It's like, very, the the picture of him is very odd looking. Like the, uh, the other ones are animated okay. Like they're. Yeah, because they're like adult size. But yeah, but Benny is a hobbit. Like a lanky little. You keep saying Hobbit. It's uh... He also wears his shoes to bed, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yes, he does. And they told him that they weren't getting a cupcake because they're trying to save money at the beginning of the movie. And he just grabs a fucking cupcake and they're like, okay, sure, Benny. He also drinks more than his share of milk. Oh, my. But everybody's okay He's with five it. five or six. 
calm down. But he acts like a two-year-old. I can't. The next day, Henry goes back into town to find a job, because that's how jobs work. Right. And Jess once again wants to find a dump. She desperately wants a cup for Benny to drink milk out of. She is super obsessed with finding dishes. Like, that is her, besides screwing Henry, that is her goal in life. She's a straight-up homemaker. Yes, to find dishes. Yeah. Like, Henry's the provider, Jess is the homemaker, Violet doesn't talk because they don't allow her to talk. She is like the worst character, which is why they tried to kill her. <laughs> I don't think she's the worst. I think Benny's the worst. She's she's like it. you could have it could be the boxcar children, Henry, Jess, Benny. Yeah. Because she's so quiet. I wonder if she's different in the reissues. I don't know. I remember her ones. being probably being my favorite when probably, I was younger. Probably she's closer to your age. Yeah. Yeah. Taking only a few paragraphs, the luck of these children continues as they find a dump filled with all kinds of treasures. Mostly dishes. We haven't talked about this part yet, but these kids never fucking have a problem that isn't solved in a paragraph. Oh, yeah. Every single problem they have is instantly solved. Everyone. And that's what I remember thinking when I was a kid reading these books is that they always came off as perfect. They were always had a solution for the problem. They never needed outside help. They were always perfect. And I remember thinking that as a kid, they're too perfect. Like, oh, of course. Like, yeah. And I remember being annoyed with Benny when I was a kid. Okay. Because I was annoyed with him then. I'm annoyed with, I'm super annoyed with him now. <laughs> I mean, like everything gets solved instantly. Yes. It, it, there's no problem. No, not at all. There's nothing here. There's no plot to this. There's no, no plot. It was a very boring read. Yeah, it's extreme. And the movie was extremely boring, too, I thought. Yes. I mean, like, the chase scene, they added that in to add something. Yeah. Like, oh, we just keep walking. Well, had you and I not been making fun of it the whole time, it would have been really... Oh, terrible. Meanwhile, Henry returns, getting a job doing odds and ends for a doctor, Dr. Moore, Mm -hmm. in town. That evening, Henry decides he wants to make a pool in the creek. Quote, do you think it's all right to build the pool on a Sunday, Jess? It's the Lord's Day, after all. 1924, I can kind of see it, but still pretty funny. Like, is it okay to do this on a Sunday? I mean, we screw on a Sunday, so I guess it's okay. (laughs) A bunch of other shit happens. A bunch of little knick-knacky nothings. That's the whole book. Yeah. The whole book is like that. There's a couple of, like, knick-knacky nothings in between. Yes. So, one day, Henry comes home and tells his siblings, Dr. Moore wants help picking the cherries. This is a quote. Quote, we shall have to be satisfied tomorrow to live on bread and milk, she observed, scraping up the last delicious morsel. But when tomorrow came, they had more than milk and bread, as you will soon see. That was the book. That's the book. That was the book. That's the quote from the book. Yes. Because she didn't, the book is just like a regular book. And then she starts being like, talking to us, the reader. Yes. Like, again, this is like halfway through. Yeah. She's now just like, hey, reader, now I'm going to start talking to you randomly. Don't worry. It's going to be solved. It's, there's no issue here. Yeah, but they just like, she just starts like being like, that's right. And like, we'll all be happy if we could go to college. Or like, Henry's still friends with them today. Yeah, or, yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. They always remembered this meal. Yeah. For every meal. I, at this point in the book, was like, maybe books were just like this when I, oh, in the 1920s. Because I don't know any other way. Like, <laughs> it was just so, it was so boring. 
and so like, oh, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Like, yeah. While picking cherries, we are introduced to two men also picking cherries. Names not given, but, quote, Nowadays, those two men sometimes meet Henry, but that's another story. Anyway, they will never forget that cherry slump made by Irish Mary. Oh, cherry slump, I call it. What did you call it? Cherry sploosh. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they're picking cherries, and Irish Mary goes and makes some cherry sploosh. And they're like, this cherry sploosh is, I'm splooshing. I'm like, I'm about to sploosh all over Jess's face tonight. Stop. <laughs> also, Irish Mary. Oh, yeah. Irish, yeah. My next, the next thing I wrote. The real main character finally appears. Irish Mary. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> finally, we get somewhere. Ugh. Irish Mary's our favorite character. Only because the name is so yes. subtly we racist know nothing out without of- being like. Right. We know nothing about her besides that she's Irish and the cook. Yeah. But she's our favorite character. She makes cherry sploosh. Also, like, after they eat anything, they always describe what they're eating in depth. And they always say they always remembered this meal. They remember, like, every single meal. We baked baked potatoes. And they were the best potatoes ever. And so we all. Stew was amazing. Yeah. She could never recreate it. Like, yeah. well, duh, she's not live. She's not homeless. Like, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. But yeah, they, every meal they were like, they were always remembered this meal. Oh, uh, what I? Ugh. With everything going just fine for these kids, literally no trouble at all. The story takes a second random cut to the grandpa. Yes, and his infatuation with boys. Do you have that quote? Do you think I have that quote? Yes. What do you think? (laughs) This is my favorite quote in the whole entire book. Quote, Once a year, J.H. Corden's allowed himself a holiday. If he had one weakness, it was for healthy boys. (laughs) Boys running without their hats. Boys jumping. Boys throwing rings. Boys swimming. Boys vaulting with a long pole. And in the company with three other extremely rich men he arranged once a year... (laughs) A field day for the town of Intervale. Also, this was called the Arnold Classic. <laughs> <laughs> boys. Boys running without their hats. Boys jumping. Boys throwing rings. Boys swinging. Boys vaulting with a pole. <laughs> boys just want to have fun. I was like, what the fuck, J.H. Cordens? I just really like boys. Oh, weird. So field day is held. Yes. Now in the book... Dr. Moore wants Henry to go to field day. To record the... Who wins the things. Because Dr. Moore has to go spy on the kids, which we'll find out later. Yes. But in the movie... All the kids go. All the kids go. Because now once they started working for Dr. Moore, Dr. Moore lets all of the kids work for him. Yes. Because, well, we'll get to why later. So in the book, Henry goes to field day, but everyone goes in the movie. He learns that there is a final race where anyone can enter... And people train all year round for this race. On a whim, he decides he's going to run it as well. And it just happens that he wins. Yeah. Never talked about how he's a fast runner before. Never talked about running. Never. In the book. In the book. They never mention. In the movie, they don't. They don't mention it. Yeah. They don't mention how he's a fast runner at all. Or like a runner even. Like Nothing. Also, he's been living out of a boxcar and walking everywhere. You're not training. Yeah. Two, in the book, he changes outfits. Oh, who are running out. Oh, they give him one, don't yeah. they? Yeah. In the movie, though, he's wearing his big ass boots. Yep. His jeans. Yep. And his collared t- shirt. 
Yep. And runs in that. Yep. It's hilarious. And the kid that he that loses to him is in a running outfit. Yeah. They're all in running outfits except for him. The one was wearing overalls. Okay. The prize being $25 and a handshake, if you know what I mean, with J.H. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Other shit happens. The girls t- teach Benny how to read. Oh, my. It was so, it was such a long part of them making this damn primer primer that was C and me. Oh, my God. In the book, it's terrible. It's awful. In the movie, it's like a montage of things. Yes. And that you're like, that's what I need. Yes. They're also, they dig up ginseng root and sell it. Yep. It's another big part that's, that's so huge boring, part. too. We looked for the flower, and then we found the flower, <laughs> and then we dug it up. And then we put it in a kettle. There were so many in the kettle, and not a leaf was in the kettle. Like it was terrible. Uh. <laughs> and then they they spent like an entire chapter building the pool. Well, that was earlier. That was oh early. yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, yeah. they built the pool, and they made it just short enough so Benny wouldn't drown. <laughs> they yeah. literally measured the pool with the child. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. It's just a bunch of little nothings happen. Yes. Again, it adds no plot. Nope. Adds nothing to the story. I wonder if, because that was her first book. I wonder if she wrote that and then wanted to rewrite it. I wonder if the one that came out in ni- 1942 is better. It must be. Yeah. Because in 1942, in the, the beginning, the parents are already dead. Yeah. Which they are in the movie. Yeah. Um, And they're already homeless, which they are in the movie. Yeah. But in the book, you see the origin of how they become right. completely homeless. You right. don't ever learn about... What happened to the mother or no. anything about no. them. No names are ever mentioned. You know, honestly, you don't know a lot about the characters at all. You know nothing about the characters. They're very 2D characters. Oh, very. Yeah. So we finally come. Here's in the next quote. And here we come to the first unpleasant incident in the story of the runaway children. We're 60% into this book, by the way, because I looked at my percentage on Kindle to tell me how far into it I am. Yep. And we had to have been further because the book ended at 90%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 10% was just like credits and stuff. So like we're 75% into the book. And literally that's what she tells us. Here we come to the first unpleasant incident in the story of the runaway children. Mind you, they found their father dead. Mind you, their mother has been dead. Their mother has been dead. Mind you, Henry is fucking Jess and that's disgusting. (laughs) Mind you, J.H. Cordens has touched Henry. (laughs) Without knowing that's his grandson. <laughs> they're living in a boxcar. <laughs> but they're having fun. Because. Dead parents, no problem, I write. Living in a boxcar, no problem, I write. Jess and Henry making out at night, no problem. <laughs> Violet gets pneumonia. Well, fuck. <laughs> And this was at the point of the movie. <laughs> we had had enough. Oh, because they're walking home from the, in the movie, they're walking home from the race. Yes. And Violet starts coughing and be like, I'm cold. I'm so shivery. And then that night, Violet and Jess sleep together and Henry and Benny sleep together. Mm-hmm. And Jess is like, or Violet is coughing next to Jess. And I turned to Jess like, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> Benny is trying to sleep. <laughs> Because it's always about Benny. <laughs> the little gnome. <laughs> uh, so Henry runs to Dr. Moore. 
Yep. It takes in the children and treats Violet. I treats Violet. Irish Mary makes another great appearance. <laughs> A scene stealing appearance. <laughs> And Dr. Moore finally informs J.H. Cordens that he knows where his ga- grandchildren are. He knew the whole time, spying on them. Yes. he. It was an experiment, Elliot, for science. <laughs> what kind of fucking doctor is this guy? He's like, I'm a mortician. They never explain. <laughs> but yeah, he knew that they were his grandkids the whole time. He knew after the first day. Yeah, that they were his grandkids. And he just didn't tell him. They meet their grandpa. Not knowing who he is and fall in love with him. He reveals who he is and the children are happy he's not evil. Just likes boys and men. Boys running without hats. Boys jumping. <laughs> boys with poles. That kind of thing. Okay, so the the way that they meet, Benny climbs into his lap and sits on his lap. This is not the first lap that Benny will sit in. No, it's not. Of a stranger. Randomly. Randomly. You my new daddy. <laughs> Eris to me, papa. <laughs> Daddy Henry hits me. <laughs> I can't get over boys with hats, boys running, <laughs> boys pole vaulting, boys with rings, boys with tight buttholes. <laughs> Stop it. Boys in a box, boys with. <laughs> <laughs> Just such a good. Boys in a house, boys with a mouse. <laughs> it's such, it's such, it's the best thing ever. He just likes boys. Some other really boring shit happens. Yep. They move in with their rich grandpa. Yep. They have a mini episode about trying to lose the dog. Oh, yeah. And Benny climbs in the lap of that owner. Yeah. The re- Yeah. Yes. But nothing bad ever really happens to these kids. Nope. And then, quote- Besides their parents dying. Yeah. And living in a boxcar. And living in a boxcar. And the brother and sister fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and then, quote, I think I shall have a surprise for you children, says Mr. Cordens at last. But before the surprise comes, perhaps you would like to see Benny's pony. Oh, yeah. Benny gets a fucking pony. <laughs> but he just has a pony. I was just like, I only added that because I was like, what the fuck? I have a surprise for you. But first, Benny's pony. That's not the surprise. It's a, it's a... <laughs> so the pony isn't the know, surprise. We all know who the favorite is. <laughs> Mr. Cordens has moved the boxcar the children love to the garden. They're finally truly happy. And now they apparently solve mysteries for fun. Yes. The end. Funsies. <laughs> well, let's talk about the pony part. I mean, there's they not go much to, to it. Yeah, but they go they to go the to pony the part and then he goes, what shall happen when I get bigger, Grandpa? And they're like, oh, you'll get a bigger horse. And then Henry's like, what shall I do when I get when I get bigger, oh, Grandpa? Right. And gra- his grandfather's like. Run the company. You're going to run the company after you go to college because y'all going to college. Yeah. And then the author's like. That's what makes the world happy, going to college. Yes, go to school. This was one giant ad to go to school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that is the boxcar children. You have some stuff to tell us about after the movie. Now that we've now that we've read ruined it for you. Now that we've ruined it for you, now we have some other (laughs) facts about it. Uh, Yes, I do. Rotten Tomatoes has the film at a sixty four percent. Only one official review said Beautiful, moving, animated tale based on a classic book series. Who was high enough to do that? They were high on opiates. We didn't talk about it. My favorite scene in the movie is when Jess goes, oh my God, what a beautiful flower garden or whatever. And then the camera tilts up and you can see Jess from the sky as she's like twirling. And there's one single flower. one flower. 
It is comical to me. Or when she's sweeping the grass. <laughs> she makes a, a broom out of a uh, pine stick. Uh-huh. And then she's sweeping the grass. <laughs> that was also very funny. It was good. In the 1942 reissue, the children's fa- father is already dead, and they're roaming around. The baker and, and wife want to put the three older kids to work and send Benny off to the orphanage. Which is what happens in the movie. Which would not be a bad thing. No. I believe it almost seems like the movie is a um, almost a direct adaptation from of that. the reissued book so we should second. have read well i'm glad we read well this was the one that amazon had yeah, yeah so we read the one that amazon had so. yeah because it's been redone i'm sure it's been redone since yeah then. and i yeah. think it's been redone again yeah like modern day because the books now are modern day yeah so i think the books have always been modern day from when they were written yes so if they were written in the 60s they were modern mm-hmm. for the 60s well and i read a thing where they had originally in the original series they aged them Oh, really? And then when they have been reissued, they get aged back. Oh, okay. Because originally, Henry goes to college. Oh, okay. Um, it doesn't say whether Jess went to college. Well, of course she did. Who, who's Henry's roommate in college? Right. Exactly. Yeah. The film won... <laughs> the film won Best Animated Feature at the 2015 St. Tropez International Film Festival. It's a fake festival. Yeah. <laughs> and the <laughs> Held score... Held in my basement. Right. And the score in <laughs> Martin Sheen's house. Yeah, they got Martin Sheen what? and J.K. Simmons. And Joey King. I don't know who I that know is. I know you don't know who that in is. In 2014, but... was she big? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and best score for animated motion picture by Real Music. Who the fuck is Real Music? <laughs> All right. So was the book good? No. Was the movie good? No. I agree. All right, our new thing. We have to keep one and we have to kill the other. Kill them both. <laughs> nope, you have to keep one and kill the other one. Just because we laughed so hard at the movie, I would keep the movie and the movie, kill the book. The scenes, the broom scene is hilarious. The flower scene thing is hilarious. They fall down the mud slide in the movie and then they wipe the mud off, but there's no, no mud, mud on the clothes. Yep. It's hilarious to yep. me. They get out of bed. And they're wearing their all their clothes. Yeah, shoes and everything. They went to this rich doctor's house, and he couldn't let him borrow a shirt. <laughs> so it's it's funny in that sense, but once a year, J. H. Corden's allowed himself a holiday. <laughs> if he had one weakness, it was for healthy boys. Boys running without their hats. Boys jumping. Boys throwing rings. Boys swimming. Boys vaulting with a long pole. And in the company of three other extremely rich men, he arranged once a year a field day for the town of Interville. Thank God. I have to keep the book. Okay. Get rid of the movie. Healthy boys. Boys running without their hats. Boys jumping. Boys throwing rings. Boys swimming. It's just comical. Or, and now the bad part of this book. 75% in. Now the sad thing. Now the sad thing. She's a little sick. She has a miraculous recovery days later. Also, they were like, it's pneumonia. But then they were like, no, it's bronchitis. She got bronchitis from sitting by the pool. Yeah. Not Benny, who was in the fucking pool. It's just, I'm keeping the book. The movie is terrible. The animation quality is horrible. It is. It's almost, I used to watch like Beast Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worse than Beast Wars. Like, I like a late 
mid nineties animated cartoon. Yeah, it's definitely it looks like it's from the ninety early nineties. It does. And there's a sequel. And there's a sequel. Yes. The second book is also the second there's a second movie of it. Surprise Island or some shit. Season two of Adaptations Arrive. We'll surprise be baby. <laughs> not surprise. It was a planned pregnancy. <laughs> it's called Love, Tessa. Maybe you're not familiar with it. Well, so this has been Adaptations Awry. Yes. Thank you for listening. Yes. If you have suggestions, you can hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Elliot underscore argues. If you want to give us some recommendations. That would be great. Yeah. What are we going to read next week, Tessa? Series of unfortunate events. The first one. A bad beginning. A bad beginning. I'm excited. We're, we're going to watch the Netflix episode. Yes. Because the movie, the terrible movie with Jim Carrey covers three books. Yeah. We're watching the Netflix episodes. Yeah. Because the Netflix ones, like, or two episodes cover one book. Not so. because we like it more. Oh, I love it. I love it, too. Spoiler alert. We love it. I love that show. We love Spoiler the book alert. series. I took that day off when it came out to watch them all in one day. Yeah. They're good. Anyway. Yes. Anything else? No, I don't think so. All right, great. Well, we'll catch you next time. Bye.